What's up, everybody? This is the Work Rate Podcast. This is our AEWN review. I am Mike. I'm joined, as always, by Brad. Brad, how you doing? I am excellent. How are you doing, Mike? I'm doing well. I've got the Leafs game on in the background. Um, so if I drift off or if I lose my spot at any point, that is why. <laughs> um, it is on mute, but I am I'm multitasking here. So, uh, bear with me. It is a, it is a trying time to be a Leafs fan. They haven't won a playoff series in eight years. Wow. (laughs) And, uh, their history of shitty playoffs goes back much farther. 67 (laughs) years. Oh, it's not even that anymore. It's gotta be much longer than that. It's probably 70 by now. Wow. Uh, Wow. Wow. Crazy. Crazy. (laughs) It's more like wow, wow. Yeah. Not wow wow. It's a wow wow. <laughs> I'm not so much of a hockey fan as I used to be. It, that used to be my number one fandom. It is mm-hmm. not anymore. I used to be absolutely obsessed from from high school until probably late twenties. I was mm-hmm. absolutely obsessed. Like I, there was a time when I stopped playing video games. There's a like I didn't, I didn't watch wrestling for a good twenty years. Just watched hockey. Um, like I, like I, I had other things I was interested in, but like hockey was my number one thing. There was mm-hmm. a year when I watched every single Leaf game. Wow, and that's a lot of that's a lot of games. Yeah, uh, that was a commitment. I had to try to do. Yeah, that. I there was a time I was really into hockey too. I used to watch my favorite teams, the Penguins. Yeah. How a guy from Oklahoma likes the Penguins, I don't know. I well, my friends growing Sydney, up, Sydney my neighbor. Well, yeah, but or, Mar- or Mario Lemieux. He is Lemieux pro- when I started watching. But uh, my neighbors growing up, they were from Pittsburgh, so you know they just mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. first time I watched hockey game was with them. So okay, cool. Yeah, it's, that's a uh... no, it's a great game. But yeah, it just as I get older, I just have less time. Mm-hmm. for every sport and uh just as hockey has gotten more it's funny because as hockey's gotten more more skill based and less physical i was always a fan of the physical game not yeah. necessarily the fighting but the hitting as well and i understand why that's leaving because they're trying to make it safer because guys are living with concussions like even mm-hmm. people who didn't have uh can concussion injury problems during their career are having hard times once their career is over. Yeah. So like, I get it. I understand it. It's just not as entertaining for me. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's baseball, basketball mostly, but as soon as the playoffs start, that's when the the hockey that I love comes back. Cause they're more physical in the playoffs. Yeah. So I find it very entertaining. There's no, there's no playoffs like hockey in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's, a very specific thing because mostly because of the physicality yeah and it's pretty grueling too the amount of games they have to play and stuff it is like they always say like uh if you're if you're not banged up and bruised and hurt by the end of it you you were, you were fucking up mm-hmm. i remember one uh year a hockey playoffs i was watching it was during the nba finals too i guess they're always kind of around the time but both yeah. la basketball teams and the la hockey team all had games in the same arena in like a day, two day period. That was pretty nuts. That's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's insane. It's amazing how many sports teams, like even in hockey, like L- L.A. has. Mm-hmm. Or like, I guess Anaheim is Florida. but Yeah. Or is Anaheim L.A.? Where's Anaheim? I think it's a, <laughs> like a suburb of L.A., isn't it? Okay, it is L.A. Yeah. Yeah, because there's L.A., there's Anaheim, there's like, oh, Tampa just scored. Boo. Fuck Florida. <laughs> <laughs> We Sorry probably... if you're from Florida, but fine. <laughs> <laughs> we should start. We should probably yeah. get to wrestling. We, we should probably get to wrestling. Okay, fine. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So let's get to the news, which is crazy. We really buried the lead by talking about uh, Yeah. <laughs> so two absolutely wild stories are out there right now. One is that MJF is leaning to not signing with AEW or re-signing with AEW because apparently he's been maybe trying to uh, he's trying to renegotiate his contract. He's mm-hmm. not happy with the amount of money he's making because I guess he sees himself as among the upper echelon in AEW and he wants to be paid as much as them. And I kind of get that. Yeah, me too. And I guess that might have been co that maybe was Cody's thing. Um, there were some reports that he wanted to get paid as much as Danielson or Punk. And I understand them saying no to Cody because he's he's not even like a top five person for me personally. He mm-hmm. wasn't in AEW. Even with him being the face of the of the company. Yeah. He was he wasn't Danielson. He wasn't Punk. He wasn't Kenny. He wasn't MJF. MJF surpassed him. Yeah. Um, so like, no, sorry. And then there's a bunch of other people I would probably take over him anyways, like younger <laughs> people, like for sure. Swerve, um, I think is up there. Ricky Starks, I think is up there. Like people who, yeah, I would let Cody go over them. If it meant that I couldn't sign them, then yeah, I would, uh, I would let Cody go. But yeah, MJF is, uh, holy fuck. Apparently he's, He's leaning, not signing right now. Yeah. And I'm hoping all these reports are him just working everyone because, you know, it's been a story. The bidding war 2024. I hope that's what he's doing. (laughs) You would think that he wouldn't be trolling the president of the company in Mm -hmm. half of his promos. Yeah. If this was actually a bone of contention that they had and this was an issue you would think that he wouldn't be airing that out on mm-hmm. the air. Um, and you would think that at a certain point, Tony Khan would say like, Hey, if you're going to keep doing that, I'm going to bench you or yeah. something like that. Or be like, I'm cutting your promos for a bit. These are all going to be hangman's promos or who's he feuding with Wardlow. Um, like I just, I have a feeling that Tony Khan wouldn't be fine with that. Yeah, me either. Yeah, we've seen how Tony Khan can act when he gets upset on social media, so I don't think he'd be okay with that if they didn't talk about it beforehand. Yeah, so it's it's interesting because obviously stuff like this has happened before. CM Punk in WWE. Mm-hmm. He was like he was like half shooting. They obviously wanted him to do it. They were sort of taking advantage of his actual hard feelings at the time. Mm-hmm. But there's no way that Vince didn't know what he was going to be doing. Yeah, there's for no sure. way. Mm-hmm. Um, or or like the Joey Styles stuff. So this is uh, 
this is interesting because it's very much within his character to to be doing this in the promos like this would be mjf the character would do this and would work like this the only problem is this this was based off a fightful report and you would think they wouldn't be working fightful yeah unless we're just on a whole new level of working where you got to work the dirt sheets to quote-unquote dirt sheets just the thing is that mjf is always working Mm -hmm. that is the thing he almost never breaks kayfabe so this might he might be one of the only guys that could do this yeah we'll see i we talked about it earlier we both agree that it'd be really stupid for tony khan to let him go oh my god he's he's probably the most important person long term in the company Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I think like they're like, you have Moxley. I was talking to someone else about this earlier. You have Moxley, there's Kenny, there's Danielson, CM Punk, those guys, like, like in terms of, uh, talking about like sports, those are max, max contract, max money guys. Mm-hmm. And that's what MJF wants. Um, MJF is one of only three p three p three other people i put on that level yeah i put adam cole hangman page and mjf there mm-hmm. everyone else can go like if it was a choice between mjf or anybody else like if it was like you if you if you sign mjf to seven million dollars this other guy walks which is like yeah let darby walk yeah. yeah let sammy walk yeah let uh ricky starks walk like any of them hobbs fuck it all these people that I love, like, no, MJF is that important. Mm-hmm. He is the face of your company for the next 15, 20 years. Yeah, as I say, he's only, what, 25? So, yeah. This is his second year of working at this level, or is like uh, two and a half years mm-hmm. of working at this level. Like, like it should be, it should be Hangman and MJF going forward for the next 20 years of your company. Yeah, for sure. And if you, like, if you don't see MJF as the priority, you're fucking up. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing. CM Punk's going to retire. Danielson's going to retire. Kenny's going to retire. Um, Moxley's going to retire. These guys are probably, all of them, two to three years away from retiring. Mm-hmm. Maybe Moxley is a little younger than the, is the youngest of that like- group. 35 or something like that so yeah so moxley looks older but he's the youngest of that group Mm -hmm. those other guys are all like 37 and older Mm -hmm. and bang and banged up yeah and they're they're all in the twilight of their career Mm -hmm. and have said they're not going to be wrestling for that much longer yeah so you can give them whatever they want for like two three years it doesn't really hurt you in the end. Whereas MJF, like that's your future. That's, yeah. that's the money man. It's Cole MJF. Um, page. and, uh, and page. And then I, I actually put swerve there as well. Me too. Yeah. Like I, I see swerve in that role as like the upper echelon. I don't think 
other people necessarily see him that way yet. And I think Starks could be there as well. <laughs> Starks, Starks to me is like the Randy Orton of the company, if that makes sense. Just like dependable and just be there forever. Like, <laughs> dependable, safe, cut a masterful promo. <laughs> I was, it's funny. I was going to say, isn't going to get hurt. And yet he broke his neck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, works a style that can kind of work with anybody because he's mm-hmm. old school and like that works with mixing it up with anybody. He could be a good guy. He could be a bad guy whenever you need him to. So yeah, yeah. Just the the idea that you would even flirt with MJF possibly leaving. It's like no, pay MJF as much as anybody else. Like I understand that you can't pay you you can't have that many guys at that at that salary because you won't be able to sign everybody but like he's the guy yeah yeah <laughs> he's and if the you're guy. not willing to give it to him you know wwe it's the moment his contract's up in aw they'll offer him it yeah as here's the thing if his contract expires he's gone mm-hmm. he's gone once it gets to that point he's gone like you're not gonna this isn't like sports where you get where you're gonna have a window to negotiate like no he's gonna leave this mm-hmm. isn't sports. Like, once that happens, they're already aggrieved enough, and they've already made up their mind that they're not staying. Mm-hmm. They're going to go. It's not like he's going to go out there and start a bidding off a bidding war. That's that's not the that's not the case, or at least not in wrestling. Mm-hmm. It's not like there's a league of teams he's going to go and start talking to. Yeah, and I I hope this is just a ploy for him to try to get more money so he stays because. I don't want him to leave. He's too good. No, like it's especially the promo that we're we'll get to later. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it was so good last night. Yeah, it's like you look at a uh, like all the four pillars. He's by far, by far the top one. Mm-hmm. Like Jungle Boy, Sammy, and uh, and Darby. I would take him over every single one of them, like in a heartbeat, mm-hmm. every single time. Yeah. Like the next guy would be Darby on that list, even my personal feelings aside. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. like Darby has a huge impact on the company. I was going to say, he's next to Jeff. He's the next most over out of those four. Yeah. Sammy could have been there, but then they started doing this weird stuff. Uh, <laughs> he's well, kinda... like, Sammy's not good on the mic. Yeah. that That's what sets him back. Mm-hmm. And he does weird, he does stupid things. Mm-hmm. And he says stupid things. And injures himself too much yeah <laughs> um he's a great heel though he is a great heel I'll he give him that. they never should have tried to make him face he looks like jimmy neutron come on now <laughs> jimmy neutron and he sticks his tongue out all the time he's a mm-hmm. heel and always will be yeah okay let's get to interesting news piece number two yeah. that is kota ibushi versus njpw what the fuck is going on yeah, this is so weird. This is surreal. Mm-hmm. Gold Kota Ibushi, my probably my personal favorite wrestler. I've I've said like a like ten different people who are my personal favorites. At one point on this podcast, I'm on record as saying Layla Hirsch is my personal favorite. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Anyways, Kota Ibushi is my personal favorite. Um, uh, the past two years notwithstanding because yeah. new japan's been in a world of hurt mm-hmm. and it's 
unfortunately came right when Kota Ibushi became the face of the company. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, so he he just dropped uh, um, text messages between him and a, a high-ranking executive in New Japan, some guy named Kikuchi. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it starts out with Kikuchi saying, so would you like us... So, so we're gonna like go ahead and uh, and fire you. And he says, "You know what?" He's he puts his balls on the table. And he says, <laughs> "Yeah, go ahead and fire me." He's like, "If that's what the company wants." And then Kikuchi's like, "Oh wait, no, hold on, wait, wait, wait." <laughs> and and Kota's like, "Hey, man, uh, you said it. I don't know why you're backtracking now." He's like, "You guys tried to rush me back from injury. Um, you guys." Uh, tried to force me to go into I think it was the G1 or the, it was the New uh, Japan Cup New Japan Cup before he was ready mm-hmm. and then when he and uh he says that at the time he was 40% healthy and he told them that um he said now he says he's still only 60% healthy um he said that the culture in New Japan is bad that this Kikuchi guys is, is like a I don't know, maybe some sort of like yes man mm-hmm. for the company. Um, they give him too much power. He said he's a fat, frizzy-headed idiot, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, said that there's uh, there's abuse within the within the executives at New Japan that he's going to uh, expose them all. Yeah. Um, he basically said, if you fire me, I'm going to burn this whole thing down. I've heard, yeah, I heard that. Uh, and then Kikuchi was like, "Okay, well, maybe, maybe you should go." Uh, don't you think you did something wrong by uh, by appearing on Takuma Shinoku's uh, um, event by sitting in the crowd? And and Ibushi's like, "No," <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "I was in the crowd." Like, I and here's the thing: uh, I'm pretty sure Takuma Shinoku's um, company is on New Japan World. I was going to say, Takamishinoku, he shows up in New Japan all the time. (laughs) And his promotion, they have on the website. Mm -hmm. So, again, like, I think this is sort of where Koda's coming from. He's like, no, I didn't do anything wrong. I went Mm -hmm. to, I went to a company's show. And, um, and they're they're like, okay, well, maybe this is something that you uh, have a talk with the higher ups. And Koda's like, I think I'll do just that. Mm-hmm. And then he's been talking to fans and he says, uh, I'm going to get fired over this. He's saying I'm all but fired at this point. Uh, he says there's 1% chance he's going to go to DDT. Maybe he wants to get fired. Maybe he's just doing all this so he can't get fired. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, he's a, he's a funky dude. Yeah. He, there was a time when they thought like he was just, he was like a weird nomad, like mm-hmm. just lighting firecrackers off himself. Like, yeah. <laughs> like uh, he had to have like a come to Jesus moment with um, with uh, Tanahashi. Mm-hmm. Where Tanahashi had to be like, come on, man, you're the best in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, act like the best in the world. Stop doing the stupid shit. And they worked it into their storyline too, like the the matches he had with them. And that's why they became a tag team too. Because mm-hmm. he was like his father figure, really cool stuff. But yeah. then, now apparently, 
Kota Bushi is insinuating, this isn't a secret, um, that the Yakuza are involved with yeah. New Japan. And that's not a secret. The Yakuza are involved, from what I've heard, in almost all facets of Japan. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're they've got their hands in everything and they they help a lot in ways and but they're still a criminal organization or organizations. There's lots there's a few of them. Um and it's been known that they have they've been in the uh in the wrestling industry in Japan forever. Yeah, I was say pretty much since it started. The most famous uh well, I mean wrestler in Japan in Japan's history, Rikidojin, was killed by the Yakuza. <laughs> <laughs> he was stabbed by them. Um the head of what what was the company called? Uh Frontier Martial Arts. Yes. Uh FM FMW. FMW, yes. FMW, Onita's company. The after Anita left, the guy that was running it is rumored to have been killed by the Yakuza as well for his debts. Mm-hmm. Um the Yakuza were definitely involved in FMW. Yeah. Um if you watch the Dark Side of the Ring, they're all in that shit. Mm-hmm. They talked about it all episode. Yeah, they talked about how like certain sections you could sit in because that's where all the Yakuza families would sit and then Hayabusa did a dive into the Yakuza part of the <laughs> crowd. Um, yeah, just crazy. And yeah. uh, what was the other thing? Um, uh, Inoki has had, it's fairly known that he's had involvement and has had a relationship with the Yakuza. That's where that uh, super show with Korea mm-hmm. uh, came from. And apparently had to do some, had to earn a lot of goodwill back when Mm -hmm. that news came out. But it's still kind of known. Yeah. And it's been known that there are just certain people within the Japanese wrestling at these events that you just sort of don't mess with those guys. Mm -hmm. And it's just sort that's just part of their life. They're just intertwined with their culture. I'm talking about this as an outsider, of course. So I don't really know anything, but um, yeah, it's very—it's just kind of something you don't talk about, and then he just straight yeah. up on his Twitter just said it. <laughs> yeah, Yakuza or uh, Kota Bushi just posted their logo, mm-hmm. and it's like it's like okay, Kota, like you're not saying anything we didn't really know, mm-hmm. but you also don't cross the Yakuza. Yeah. They yeah. they killed the greatest uh, Japanese wrestling star in the history. He was Korean, but mm-hmm. he was a he was their he was their star, like the biggest wrestling star in Japanese wrestling history. They murdered him. Mm-hmm. They will kill you. Yeah. Like, Would you say he's got the Mister Magoo? Mister Magoo is way out of the country. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know whose tweet that was, so I, I apologize. But someone said he's going to have to Mister Magoo his way through a bunch of Yakuza assassination attempts. <laughs> and if anyone's ever seen the movie uh, "The Man Who Knew Too Little," it's about a guy who thinks he's in a um, like a murder mystery theater thing, but it's mm-hmm. actually people trying to kill him. Yeah, and he keeps like. Uh, avoiding being killed by these assassin by these assassins all movie, and he thinks it's just part of a part of a game they're playing. 
Yeah. It's like that movie they did a few years ago with Game Night. Yeah, Game Night, where they think they're in the murder mystery game, but there's really just a murderer after him. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the same thing. It's mm-hmm. the uh, the same idea. That's essentially what's going to happen to Koto Ibushi. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's going to have no idea what's going on. Yeah. I hope they don't take him out, because he's one of the best himbos in wrestling, and that'd be a really sad way to go. But it's just kind of crazy. It just all happened in like the last like two or three days, too. Like It just all blew up all of a sudden. And, it, and it's so weird and cryptic, especially for... Uh, english speakers like people mm-hmm. who don't speak or anyone who doesn't speak japanese yeah because people are just like hitting translate on his tweets yeah <laughs> and it, it's like uh it says something like kikuchi was a was it like a a tempeh noodle or <laughs> but no it was just like it was a uh, google translate fucking things up because mm-hmm. um, at one point it sounded like he was going to expose sexual assault mm-hmm but that doesn't seem like it's the case. It looks like he's just saying abuse in general. Yeah, yeah. it seems more like mental and physical abuse. Which is known. Again, mm-hmm. not anything that's not known. The way they talk about the dojo system there is like, mm-hmm. uh, that. that's abuse, guys. Yeah. That's yeah, abuse. Yeah. But that, that stuff, <laughs> that goes even out of wrestling. That's like sumo culture. That's like everything over there. Oh, that, That's what I'm saying. It's like Coda talking about that stuff. It's like, Okay. Um, yeah, you don't get fired, but mm-hmm. and then it's like, okay, so the natural assumption is like, oh, okay, so I guess AEW will eventually sign him because he'll go with uh, Kenny again. But then you're like, wait, can AEW sign him after all this? Mm-hmm. Like, because they're in that they have that relationship with New Japan, and any relationship with New Japan is always kind of rocky. Yeah, it always takes just one thing and they'll just stop doing business with you. So it's like, uh, is Coda worth it? And the answer is, for me, is always kind of yes. Because, as I've said, my favorite wrestler. Yeah, they could do the whole Golden Lovers thing. That'd be awesome. But I I just don't know if they can get him out of Japan. It would be, yeah, it would be like they would have to talk to the people in New Japan and be like, if if they were to have fired him be like, would you guys be offended if we signed him? Mm-hmm. And if they really are just like, no, we fired him, he's fine. Mm-hmm. Then you're like, okay, we're going to sign him. Is that going to be an issue? And if they say no, then you go for it. Yeah. If they say yes, it's an issue, then unfortunately you don't do it. Yeah, because okay. their partnership right now is cooking, so you don't want to mess that up. Yeah, it's it's a big part of the company right now. Mm-hmm. Um it's kind of your your whole thing is that you've opened up the wrestling industry. You yeah. don't want to then close it off. As I said, uh, going back to earlier, for a guy who's like 38 years old, mm-hmm. Kota Ibushi's not young. He looks young. He looks hella young, but he is not. No, yeah, he's like 38, 39 years old. Mm-hmm. So yeah. th- there, you don't make biz- business decisions for somebody who's not going to be around for that long. Mm-hmm. And that's sure. sort of what I was saying about MJF. It's like, like you don't you sign an MJF over a Danielson. Mm-hmm. You sign an MJF over like a Punk who's going to wrestle one year. Like if it's like one or the other, it's like, well, you go with the guy who we have for the next twenty years. Yeah, for sure. It's tough though, because obviously it's, it's meh. yeah, it's uh uncharted waters right now it's crazy out there it's crazy 
It is. Um, it, like he said earlier, it's the funniest and yet scariest stuff with Kota Bushi. <laughs> oh my God. That tweet by Bixen's fan. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, like the, his tweet, you look it up. This is David Bixen's fan. I, I kind of find him a bit of a dick. Um, but he is, he's a legit, he's as legit a journalist as there is in wrestling. Um, he's out there like trying to win Pulitzer's for doing wrestling journalism. He's not out there trying to break contracts or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's trying to expose stuff. He's trying to report on stuff. He has no real, he has no allegiances to anybody. Yeah. Um, he, his tweet was like, so the, <laughs> The man who won't read a book because he doesn't want anyone to put images in his head. The man who is, thinks that he lives a 20, 25 hour workday. The man who uh, <laughs> doesn't know how to take the cap off of a Sharpie is about to uh, break the biggest Yakuza scandal in the history of wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like, this is the funniest tweet and also the scariest tweet mm-hmm. I've ever seen. Because that's a hilarious tweet. Yeah. So someone go to Japan and protect my baby. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I love Koto Boshi. He's a sweet, he's like a, I don't know. He's like a mythical creature for me. And someone needs to protect him. He's, he's the definition of a himbo. Oh yeah, absolutely. That thing where he couldn't take the, the cap off the Sharpie. And he was like, what kind of pen is this? And they're like, what do you mean? It's a standard pen. Yeah. <laughs> Why can't you figure this out? He's like, oh, I got it. Never mind. My favorite just... story of him is still when he worked in WWE and he didn't know who Vince McMahon was. <laughs> he went and shook his hand. He had yeah. no idea. <laughs> he introduced, he's like, hi, my name's Kota Ibushi. What's yours? And like, uh, that's Vince McMahon. He's like, okay. I don't yeah. know who that is. And just kept going. Yeah. <laughs> And also, apparently, every time he's in an airport, he gets lost. Every single that's, time. That's amazing. I just... He's just... He's incredible. I love mm-hmm. him. I love Kota Ibushi. And if he's in trouble, I need Kenny to go get him. Yeah. I go need Kenny, boy, Kenny to go get him. Yeah. Yeah. Go get your baby. Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, it's just it's it's insane. It's insane. Um, I made a joke that uh, someone said Kenny's gonna go rescue him, and I and I said uh, um, it was Obi Wan Kenobi. You're my yeah. only hope. But, yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't really work when you say it out loud. Yeah, you have like, to look at it. Spe- spelt like Kenny. Mm-hmm. And that's what he I needs. Like, he needs a, like a Kessel Run or something out of Japan. Yeah, he he needs to just get smuggled out there. Send that Tony Khan jet mm-hmm. that got Jericho to all out or all in. And uh... did you listen to? Oh crap! Who was on? It was was it Keith Lee? Whoever's on the AEW? Oh, Samoa Joe uh, yes. last week to for him to show up at Ring of Honor. The a storm went through the airport, so. He couldn't get out of there, so Tony Khan had to fly his private jet two hours away from where Samojo was in some small town no one's ever heard of in the middle of Florida that has a, a private airport. And he, Samojo's like, I showed up at like nine o'clock, and they're like, 
oh, it's you? Okay, and then, like, there's your plane, and, like, they just flew out. It, like, it's just a crazy story. He's like, I almost didn't make it. Tony Khan just just makes shit happen. Yeah. <laughs> he, he just makes shit happen. That's where I'm just like, Tony Khan's going to Mission Impossible, Kota Ibushi out of Japan. Yeah, like in uh, The Dark Knight, when they take that dude out of his tower, like, Batman puts him on that parachute to bring him up to the plane. That's what they're going to have to do to Kota Ibushi. Imagine the forbidden door gets sh- bolted shut because Kota Ibushi just shows up on dynamite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, zzk, zzk, zzk. yeah. Like, like the... people in New Japan thought he was still in the, the country and then he's just out here. <laughs> oh. And, and honestly, if that happened, I'd be like, eh, worth it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got my I got my guy. This is, I got my Kota Ibushi. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm fine. So anyways, let's get to Dynamite, I think. Yes. Maybe. Half an hour in. 32 minutes in. Um, Yeah, so this was probably as solid a wrestling show as we've seen in a long, long time. Yeah, this is is a really good episode. I like this episode a whole lot. The matches were very, very tight. Mm -hmm. Like, like there wasn't a weak spot in any of the matches. Like, I... There's no match that wasn't great. Mm-hmm. Even the one match that some people are mad at, which I think they're stupid. You know who you are. <laughs> um, if the if the shoe fits, wear it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like Cole versus Dax, which was just fucking uh, Sean versus Brett. Yeah, like oh my god! Like I'm sure they did spots from Sean versus Brett matches. I'm sure they did. Yeah, I, I haven't seen anyone on Twitter posted today. Usually, the the day after you start seeing the post, but I haven't seen anyone. So, there was one from the. Uh, there was a callback in the Jeff Hardy the match. Event, yeah, which is which is awesome. I love that. This is one thing that I love the AWs doing, and some people were complaining about this, and I had what I thought was a very good point. So I'm just going to toot my own horn. Beep, beep. In in every single. Uh, kind of performing arts there's always homages there's always covers there's mm-hmm. always people who uh do their versions of a another person's famous song it's j- and nobody bats an eye mm-hmm. like no one has an issue with it um in any other thing dance uh music movies theater like i just i just watched northman it's fucking macbeth again mm-hmm. like one of my favorite movies of all time the northman it's macbeth guys mm-hmm. like it's it's fine <laughs> like it's okay yeah. that these guys uh redo matches or in insert spots from other matches in in a form of tribute like literally everyone else does it and I'm happy that uh AEW's bringing that to wrestling. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool. I don't think people are used to it and they're like, "Oh, every match needs to be unique." How many fucking times have you seen a drop kick? Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing's unique anymore. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Um but yeah, it's cool. I love it. This match was awesome. Not Cole very and good. Dax killed each other. Mm-hmm. The the fucking transition into the 
into the uh, spike pile driver was fantastic off the Panama sunrise. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. That was one of the cleanest uh, reversals into anything I've seen in my life. Yeah. Um, the Owen Hart's family was there. That was cool. They kept showing yeah. Dr. Martha I mean, Hart in the crowd. That was cool. Yeah. Loved it. Loved Cole going for the, uh, Switch and music, switch and music <laughs> was great. Like the crowd instantly knew what he was doing too. They started booing the hell out of him, which was awesome. Love it because they love Adam Cole, but they're like, "Fuck that guy." Mm-hmm. Um, the ending was great. I thought it was awesome. Um, I love Dax's promo that he just put online, which is amazing. He said that he was going to go to. He said, "I'll go to failure, but I won't fail." Mm-hmm. And afterwards, he said, I'm not ashamed because I went to failure, and I, but I did not fail. That was not, I did not fail in that match. I was like, this is so cool. He's, mm-hmm. he's the coolest man on earth. Yeah, he's having, he, they're having like a career moment, the FTR dudes. All-timers, man. They, yeah, they're, they're what we said they were going to be. Mm-hmm. It took, it took them a minute to get there, but they're like everything they were billed as. Yeah. Um. Like just the best shit I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Cole winning with the sharpshooter. That's just perfect heel heat. <laughs> oh, it was fantastic! I loved it. I loved it. And I was watching. It. I was like, "Are they?" I was like, "Are they doing the uh, the screw job?" I thought they're or... gonna do. I was like, "No way they do that though. That's too messed up." <laughs> but they were also kind of doing um, Brett versus Austin as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it was just, it was beautiful. Like, it was a beautiful match. Like, I love that AEW does this. It's mm-hmm. awesome. It's really, really cool. Great match. Like, honestly, every match on this card was, like, four and a half stars or more. Yeah. Like, to the point where even the this next match, Punk versus Silver, like, I can't, I'm can't really think back of like it, nothing stood out because everything was so clean and so perfect um punk came out in the john Tavares jersey which is if anyone knows as a leaps fan i know what john Tavares means to uh long island and that is that they fucking hate him because mm-hmm. he was their he was their number one draft pick. He was their captain for years, and then he left. And the, he's one of those guys that got his jersey burned in the streets. Yeah, it'd be like if somebody came here in Oklahoma City and wore a Kevin Durant jersey. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, they fu- they fucking hate John Tavares. And that just shows how much people love CM Punk, because he only got like three-quarter booze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When but I like how he had him stop the music so you, you could hear the booze. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought AFI was going to start again when That'd that cool. happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, he uh, he turned around and it showed the John Tavares jersey. I was like, that's fucking bold, man. I love mm-hmm. it. And it really wasn't really booze. It was more just like everyone got quiet and they're like, hey. Yeah, come on, <laughs> man. But I, I like that even... After Zim Jeff feud, they're going to try to keep Punk heel in Long Island. It's great. It's very mm-hmm. funny. Um, I love that he won with the Buckshot Lariat. Yeah, I saw somebody online call it the Punk Shot 
Punk shot Lariat, which made me laugh. <laughs> it's good. It's good. And mm-hmm. I love that it finished the match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that he didn't do it and he kicked out. He did it and it won the match. I was like, that's fucking awesome. Because normally that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that they had the balls to to do that. I think that's how it should be done. Um, yeah. I love that uh, Hangman was on commentary. I love the luck he was giving him when he won with that move. Mm-hmm. Um, the feud between I I like that Punk afterwards said that the feud between him and Hangman, it's just business. Um, he said that he's evolved from asking himself if he's the good guy. Now he's asking himself if he's the champ, and he says the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. Um, this is good. I I kind of need to hear from Hangman a bit more. I think. Yeah. In this feud, that or I need punk to be more devious like i need him to be more of a heel and if if there was ever a time to turn punk this is probably that time against hangman i think is a good time to turn him if you're going to yeah because otherwise like it's going to be very hard to turn him but (laughs) might as well do it against one of the biggest baby faces in the company true like when, if not now, yeah, um, it's, probably, it's probably as easy as it's ever going to be. I wonder if I've been going back and forth on if Punk's going to win or not, because I could see it going both ways, like fifty-fifty. Yeah, and it it depends. I guess it it kind of depends, uh, or like it. Well, yeah, this is one of those feuds where like it, it is fifty-fifty, and I have no idea who's up next, and it kind of depends, like. If Punk wins, is he a face or is he a heel? Because mm-hmm. if he's a face, MJF could be up next, but I feel like MJF would be the one to beat him. Um, maybe. Yeah. Or, like, who knows? Who knows? Because a... I can see Punk winning because their next show is Forbidden Door in Chicago. Yes. And just imagine doing Champ Punk versus Champ Okada in Chicago. Oh, yeah. Dream. <laughs> Absolute dream. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it will be. Uh, I think there's a very good chance Punk win, uh, but uh, yeah, I think it's fifty fifty, which mm-hmm. is awesome because it rarely ever is in AEW. You always, you almost always know what's coming. Yeah, for sure. And to not know is exciting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next we have, and this is the match that I thought this was great. I thought this was really great. I thought it was very smart, and some people are mad, and I don't care because they're wrong. Um, <laughs> so this was Dan Housen versus Tony Nice. Dan Housen gets the intro. He comes out. He's got new music, which it wasn't. Um, what's the? What is his old music called? Uh, I don't know. There's that. He used to do the tequila song thing. I don't yeah, know the tequila. actual name to that no, song. Yeah, that, that, that's the one. Yeah, mm-hmm. he used to come out to that. It's not that, but it's really good. I think Mikey Ruckus did it again. Yeah, he said it was. Mikey Ruckus said it. He posted on Twitter's influence. It was like the Munsters, uh, maybe Rocky Horror, and he said Doctor Who. Like he said, he put all those in there. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's really fucking good. I think mm-hmm. he nailed it. I think it's an excellent, excellent um song. I think his. His Tron, his video looked really good. His cape looked good. He's got little teeth on his belt. Like it's, mm-hmm. he looked awesome. 
he gets in there with Tony Nese, who did not get an intro, and Tony Nese beats him in two moves. And I loved this. And then you have Mark Sterling getting on the mic and saying, nobody respects you. Look how they didn't even give you an intro. This is how we're going to treat everybody from this point forward. We got this we got this goofball out here. Everyone's cheering. He gets an intro. You don't. People need, need to be putting respect on your name. Then out comes Hook um, to sort of chase off Tony Nese. Then Hook helps up Danhausen. They shake hands. We're getting Hookhausen. Yeah, buddy. Um, you heard it here first. I think we talked about it first. I think I think you did. I think yeah. you did. That was you. I was even like, they're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. But then I was also like, how do you have Hook just murder Danhausen? Mm-hmm. Because that's a heel move mm-hmm. as well. And yeah. this this is where this was amazing. Tony Nese essentially now has crazy heel heat because he robbed the fans of watching their beloved Dan House and wrestle. And they were pissed. They were shocked, mm-hmm. but in a good way. Like, and I like, there's many reasons why I liked this. Dan Housen was, he is a geek, a skinny little geek. He's a Simpsons character. He's like goth smithers. Mm-hmm. Um, he should not be able to go toe to toe with Tony Nese. Have you looked at Tony Nese? Yeah. Have you seen what he can do in the ring? He's really fucking good, even though he hasn't got a ton of wins. He's really fucking good. Um. So yeah, he should beat up Danhausen. Who? He actually he's less Smithers and he's more Mister Burns. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he should beat him. Like he. He's a, like, don't suspend disbelief. I want to, like, this isn't, this is kind of a shot at WWE, but this isn't WWE. We don't need to have something that's unrealistic happening here. Mm-hmm. Like, when they had Marco Stunt go in there, he went and he fought guys and then they killed him. Yeah. Like, that's what this is. Like, this guy who's an Adonis beat a guy who looks like Danhausen and beat him badly. And but the thing is that we know Danhausen can work. So eventually Danhausen's gonna get his revenge mm-hmm. and it's gonna be amazing. And the pop he's gonna get is gonna be amazing. And this is what they're working towards. Mm-hmm. They're working towards that pop. And they announced a match of Hookhausen versus um Tony Nese and Mark versus Sterling. Tony Nese and Mark Sterling for the for the buy-in for the next pay-per-view so that's fucking great hooks uh like that the pop those two are gonna get yeah the pop they got just for that match announcement yeah obviously it worked and the handshake and everything yeah man it's uh i don't know people can't see the forest through the trees Mm -hmm. with this one like people think like, oh, they squashed Danhausen. Yeah, of course they did. Every match he's in should be a squash until he eventually like he's Yamcha, guys. He <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking Yamcha. <laughs> until he in, like eventually he's gonna have his moment. Or you could say he's Krillin. Like mm-hmm. uh he's he's gonna have his moment and it's gonna be cool, but like 
He's never going to have a belt. He's, I, we don't need Danhausen in there racking up the wins so he can get like a, like a title shot. Like that's not his role. Mm-hmm. It it doesn't need to be his. Not everything needs to be, um, building towards a title shot. Sometimes you can be a fill a specific role, and this is his. And maybe they win the tag titles. <laughs> I can see him, that. I'll give him that. Yeah, because did you see the, the thing that. that happened after they went off the air? Yes, where they beat up CM Punk, which is hilarious. <laughs> Hook drop CM Punk on his fucking head is great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, there's another a comparison that I had for Danhausen. He's the Hurricane. Yeah, he's the Hurricane. He's a guy. He comes in there. He thinks he can do things. He can't. He gets beat up. Until he gets a killer of a partner, and then they win the tag titles. Yep, and everyone loved the Hurricane no matter what. So it's exactly be that's what Danhausen is. He's the Hurricane. He's a cartoon mm-hmm. character. He's the fucking freakazoid. Mm-hmm. Just accept it and move on. Mm-hmm. He's not any less over than he was before. Yeah, he's still going to be <laughs> one of their un- top top merch sellers. So it's gonna I be okay. don't understand how people don't see that. Mm-hmm. Anyways, you're you're all wrong. Okay. And when I looked on Twitter, everyone agreed with me anyways. So Yeah, it seemed like people were just kind of shocked that it happened so fast and then they got over it once the handshake for Hookhausen happened. Yeah, I was like I was shocked it happened so fast, but it made sense, so whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're still gonna get a match. It's fine. They're building towards something. Just let it happen. Mm-hmm. Speaking of building towards something and letting it happen, Wardlow and MJF had a contract signing. How long has this been in the making? Yeah. This My is goodness. Awesome. This is great. Um, it, at the beginning, they cut to a commercial. And I was like, oh, they're, di- I guess, it's like, see, season four of Dark Side of the Ring is happening. They yeah. have a commercial for it. And, and it's Jericho's voice, and he's narrating the feud between MJF and CM Punk. And then he stops. And he's a, he breaks the fourth wall. And he's like, wait, I don't want to do a. Like he's, he's like, is this for MJF? Oh god, I hate that guy. He's like, wait, how much is he paying? Oh, okay, never. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> and MJF, he's just pandering to the people. He's uh, he comes out in a in a uh, Islanders Islander jersey as well, but it says MJF on it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's conducting the crowd. He does the CM Punk thing. He doesn't jump into the crowd, but he runs up to him and. Hugs him and he said he's this. He says he's the mensch of the cinch. Yeah, and right before they did all that, they had Wardlow come out, and on the the Tron, it had Boo Wardlow. (laughs) (laughs) Just so funny, and he Mm -hmm. he's cutting these promos, and then he he says, "All right, Wardlow, like uh, you speak, but everybody, I want you to boo this." piece of garbage i want you to boo louder than you've ever booed and they don't let wardlow get a word in it is amazing mm-hmm. i loved it um i can't remember the rest of his tell me what else uh, uh, <laughs> he talks i forget what he talks about so i know he brings up the bidding war 2024 and he says they don't want yes. me to talk about that especially the guy in the back so which is another one of those things it's like are are they working or what are they doing and then because if they're not working fucking tell him to cut that shit out yeah for sure and then he says like uh, he for Wardlow to get his match it's kind of like what he did to Cody he's going to do 
Yes. The 10 lashes, but I like how they did it. He's like, not one, not two, not three. They counted all the way up to 10, and they had Sean Spears do his old 10 gimmick, which was awesome. <laughs> yes. I loved it. That was so funny. Yeah. And Sean Spears sold that like a champ. Yeah. And they're gonna, and then he's going to have a cage match with Sean Spears where MJF's the special guest referee. And if Warlow doesn't do the lashes or loses the cage match, he's done. He can't sign with AEW. So Wardlow agrees, and he's going to sign it, but he can't with the handcuffs on. So MJF's like, take off those handcuffs. And you can hear the crowd go, no, 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 no. And then, so Wardlow signs and then beats the hell out of all the security. And Mark Sterling's out there, and he gets involved, and Wardlow powerbombs him through a table. <laughs> oh, my God. That that was the funny thing. What um, Was it SRS? He, did he tweet that there's going to be a match with Hookhausen? And then, yeah, uh, Hookhausen against... Uh, uh, Smart Mark and uh, Tony Nese, and he said, uh, I'm very hurt, Sean. Uh, write a story about that. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Report that. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Sterling is hilarious. I yes. love him. And I love that he's not signed with AEW because he's shown up in, he's also uh, Cardona's representative. Yeah. As well, he showed up at that GCW show. Still selling the neck brace, too, that he wore on AEW when he did it, too, which is awesome. I know he's he's awesome. He's fantastic, and I love that he's got three different clients, and they don't interact with each other. Like it's just yeah, like, he's nope. he, he's just a lawyer, and he has mm-hmm. different representatives, and they're not mm-hmm. related, and it's fine. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense because other companies they probably make them all in the same group and stuff. But yeah, this group wouldn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, he's like the he's like a ineffective Paul Heyman. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, so next match, another one of these super, super solid, perfect matches. Mm-hmm. Starks versus Jungle Boy. My goodness, was this good? Like, yeah. just clean. This is really good. Every, I, I, we know how both good both these guys are, but it's just like every time they wrestle, you're just like, oh yeah, these dudes are legit. <laughs> I love when Starks wrestles super athletic guys. Mm-hmm. He's similar to MJF in that he will, he'll. That's when he'll break out his athleticism, and it's really surprising. Yeah, when he does it, like he did one, he did one hand like a kip up or handspring in this one. Like handsprings and kip ups should not pop me, but when he did it, I popped. I was like, mm-hmm. oh shit, Ricky, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that he sold a super kick thrust kick from. Uh, Jungle Boy in this. Looks like he got shot whenever he sold it. <laughs> oh my god, that was a fucking Stardom Joshi sell of mm-hmm. a kick. If I've ever seen one, he looked like he it looked like he broke his neck. Yeah, he looked like that guy in the UFC that got kicked in the face on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Like just like it <laughs> looked, it looked like he got knocked out mm-hmm. when he got hit. I was like, that is how you sell a kick. It was amazing. His legs went to his knees went to jelly. And yeah, he was really when good. he got to the ropes, when he was in the submission with just his fingertips, yeah, with his yeah. two fingers, it's like this is Ricky Starks is too good for this world. Yeah, I, I like Jr. too. When he got the just the two fingers, Jr.'s like that's all you need. I like Jr. putting it over. It's great. It was really good, really well constructed match. Really, really well constructed match. We've got then we had. uh Swerve coming down to prevent um, 
Starks from hitting Jungle Boy with the with the um, FTW title, but in doing so, he distracted uh, Jungle Boy, and Jungle Boy ended up taking the loss as a result. Got hit with a mm-hmm. Rochambeau. Um, this pissed Jungle Boy off, like he's upset with Swerve. Swerve was pissed because he didn't want to do that. That's not why he was there. Um, Christian and Luchasaurus come down. Uh, Christian bumps Swerve on the way past, which mm-hmm. is, which I loved. It's just li- those tiny little story beats are what yeah. I love because you you don't need a promo. You just need that. Yeah. And um, then Hobbs made his way down. Keith Lee made his way down. And I'm thinking this is setting up a triple threat at the pay-per-view. I hope they are. Because last time when it looked like they were setting up a triple threat, they didn't do it. Yeah, true. <laughs> that was with the elite and uh, Red Dragon and mm-hmm. these guys. So I I hope they do it because I think it will be amazing. I think they will. It's a really cool mix of teams. Like a it is, really cool mix of teams. They're all they're all cool teams, and they're all similar. It's like the small guy and the large guy. Yeah, and it's like they're all guys that we want to be on TV more, and yes. we want to be involved more, and the idea of either of those two teams being the ones to dethrone um, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus is very, very appealing. Yeah. What, and you, whether you it's the heel it, or the face team. They're and you can do it in awesome. the triple threat where Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus don't even take the pin. Yes. And that will further set up their story that they're obviously setting up with Christian because after the match, Jungle Boy is upset and Christian goes in the ring to up like give him a hug i guess but you could hear in the crowd like murmurs like oh is this it is this when he turns on jungle boy yeah and then uh christian gives jungle boy the hug mm-hmm. but jungle boy still looks upset even with the hug um christian looks pissed when he when he hugs him like he doesn't look like he wants to mm-hmm. he's just looking like he's doing it because that's what he has to do as a face um as a good guy like it's really well done it's really well done. And I saw someone say they're either setting up a Christian or a Jungle Boy turn. I was like, oh, shit, I never thought about that. Oh, a heel Jungle Boy? That'd be pretty nuts. <laughs> like, with because with Jungle Boy being so upset uh, at losing, like, yeah, that's often how guys turn. Yeah, they, you just can't take it anymore. So, it, like, if he were to be the one to turn on Christian, that would also be super, super interesting. Yeah. And then that would maybe have him turn on Luchasaurus a bit. Like there's, a, there's some unpredictability to what they can do there. And then you can have Swerve versus whoever in that group. Like it's, yeah, you could think that like, oh no, Christian's going to turn and then he, it's going to be him versus Swerve. But maybe it ends up being Jungle Boy versus Swerve because he's a heel now. Like who? Which knows? that match would be nuts. Jungle Boy versus Swerve. Yeah, I, I want Swerve versus everybody, man. He is, he's the he's the diamond in the rough right now. Like waiting, mm-hmm. waiting in the wings. Like I think he's like, I think he's legit world championship material, and they don't. I think he'll get there eventually, but I feel like people don't realize just how good he is yet. Yeah. But all, for me, it, it takes one match. Like, watching one match, you're like, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Like, he does things that no one does. Yeah. that He he moves in ways around the ring that, like, are just completely unique to him. And I cannot wait for him to do literally anything. 
<laughs> like literally anything. <laughs> I don't care what he does. I will be so happy. Okay. So <laughs> Jericho Appreciation Society. This is really good. Um, For over nine out. weeks, the number one leader of sports and entertainers. I freaking love Magic Mitch or whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> Magic Mike <laughs> Magic Menard. Magic Mitch. There's <laughs> <laughs> Daddy Magic. Daddy Magic. I don't know. Something Magic. Mag- Magic Mitch. <laughs> Mitch the bitch. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, that's very funny. Um, I love that. Uh you're trying to call him Magic Mike, but he called him Magic Mitch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he got it wrong on both ends. Mm-hmm. It's Daddy Magic, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's so funny. That's so funny. Oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> yeah, so this was their victory speech, which is very funny because they didn't win anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they come down and they say, Welcome to the A. Welcome A. The AW Galaxy to our victory speech, which is funny because there are in, there can be infinite galaxies in a universe. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That's that's very funny. Um, mm-hmm. Jericho says that he says like, "Hey, there's been a lot of hometown heroes here. I'm a hometown hero too. I was born just down the just uh just a few blocks over." But then I left because this place sucks. And if you don't agree with me, um, I'll throw a fireball in your face because I'm a wizard. And I'm not going to lie. I popped my fucking tits off. That was so funny. Yeah, because I'm a wizard. <laughs> like just it, th- what they're doing here is great. It's really <laughs> good. This is Jericho from this is year one Jericho. We're here was both where he was both the funniest man in the world and the most vicious man in the world. Mm-hmm. He was both things and he was nailing it. And he's very good at being a heel. Just be a heel. I don't want to see him face because he's yeah. corny as a face, but he's incredible as a heel. And I forget how much I dislike him as a person. Yeah. <laughs> so it just shows how great he is. Cause mm-hmm. like, I, I'm loving everything he's doing right now. Um, yeah. But yeah. So, but then Mox's music hits and I'm like, oh shit, he's fucked. Yeah. Jericho's fucked. So Mox comes out and Jericho says, well, this is cute. One on five. Let's do this. And then Danielson's music hits. And Danielson comes out with Yuta and he comes out with Regal. Regal. And he says, uh, where you go with this? Because it's still five on four, guys. And then fucking LAX appears behind them. Mm-hmm. And then they just beat that ass. Yeah, <laughs> they just beat the beat them like government mules. Um, Regal got a shot in on Jericho. He dropped Jericho right between the eyes. I was loving this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then afterwards, they announced that uh, Regal and Jericho are going to have a face to face next week. And you just know this is my prediction. Regal is going to say. We will see you at Blood and Guts. Oh, yeah. They got to have Regal saying Blood and Guts. He's too good at it. Blood and Guts. We've been saying that this feud is leading to Blood and Guts for so long. Mm -hmm. And I was like, but how do you do Blood and Guts without BCC? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. You don't. Yep. (laughs) They'll be in it. And uh, we were talking about the numbers game, but Yuta will be in Japan. The uh, Best of the Super Juniors starts pretty soon. I think this week. 
and it goes till June third, so he he won't be back in time for. Well, the yeah, because I saw Ace Austin took a took a photo of the uh, of the the arena where uh, Best of the Super Juniors is taking place. So he's already there in Japan. Yeah. So Yuta might already be in Japan now. <laughs> yeah, I bet he left like last night or today. Uh, yeah. So this sounds like. Like if they do this, Regal's gonna be in that cage, which is gonna be amazing. That'd be nuts. And he has a record. Mm-hmm. Like it's like when Sting had a record at first, and people yeah. were like, "What the fuck? No way!" Yeah. Instantly, they put him on the roster page with mm-hmm. a record. So I think he's gonna wrestle. And when they had that uh, vignette, that incredible, incredible vignette that they made. Mm-hmm. Um, where, just he was, where he was just beating the <laughs> shit out of Yuta. Like, clearly, he's training. Mm-hmm. And clearly, he's working. And traditionally, or not traditionally, but in a lot of the original War Games matches, the last two people that would enter the cage would be the semi-retired managers. Yeah. Cause, so it would I be mean, like, Ellering came in to wrestle in one of them and uh what's that what was like it was like the boss hog guy <laughs> the guy wore like the 10 gallon hat what was, oh was, um uh something parker colonel something parker yeah like the guy who hit people with a shoe yeah <laughs> uh he was the guy that uh the manager for the the horseman for all yeah, those yeah. years yeah. and then for other uh stables as well within NWA and WCW. But it was all, and those would, and that would often be the case is that then the two teams would target the two older managers uh-huh. who are, they would be like Jerry, the King Lawler esque and that like they're wrestlers. So they're not foreign to the ring, but they're, they're squishy. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> they're ripe for the picking. Yeah. So and I, yeah, when I it gets it's, you don't take a ton of bumps in it. It's more like a fight fight. Like Yeah, and that around. that's right up Regal's alley, man. Mm-hmm. He can work a match like that for sure. He'll probably bleed. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I they've been making him seem like such a badass. I think it's a shoo-in to happen. However, Jericho needs one more man. Yeah. So Jericho's going to bring another person in. And I can't wait to see who it is. The Leafs just tied the fucking game, baby. Let's go. Two all. Let's go. They were down to nothing. Now it's two all. This is good. They're rocking at Maple Leaf Square. <laughs> Who scored it? I think it was Jason Spezza. Fuck yeah, Jason Spezza. I gotta see this. Hold on a sec. <laughs> yeah, Jason Spezza. Right on. Yeah. Okay. Next Back match is the uh, respectfully match. Yes. Uh, you have the uh, internet's favorite match written on our notes. <laughs> yeah. Respectfully, the internet's favorite match. Mm-hmm. Cheeks versus Cheeks. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hater versus Storm. Um, yeah, this, this this match was great, though. I love this match. Yeah, this is fantastic. <laughs> this is a stardom match. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, I don't just mean a stardom style match. I mean, these two women both held major titles in stardom for over a year. Yeah. Uh, Tony Storm held their top title for a year. 
Hater and B Priestley held their tag title for a year. Mm-hmm. Like this, and they B. went out Priestley. there. That's they, a name I haven't thought of in a long time. <laughs> yeah, she's in NXT UK. Yeah. Oh my God, there. Did you see um, Stokely Hathaway's stand up? Yes, that was hilarious. <laughs> oh, that was funny when he was saying, like, uh, uh, People NXT is just sitting over there in the UK in the UK just like I hope Nick Khan doesn't know we exist. Yeah. Talks about like <laughs> if you want to get tax evasion, go to NXT UK and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's like if you want to commit any crime, any crime, go to NXT UK. You can face Ilya Drogovich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you can be in the main event. Yeah. Cause like they've got guys they got all kinds of guys that have that got named and like speaking out. Yeah. Know, all kinds of shit. Just over there. They're cutting everybody left, right, and center in the company. No one ever gets cut from NXT UK. Yeah. It's yeah whenever that happens, just thing. Like, like what you say, like, I wonder if they forgot that it exists and they're just like, whatever. <laughs> it kind of makes me want to watch it because it has like, it's got to just be its own thing. Like, no oversight from anybody. It's like, yeah. Kinda, it's kind of like the new NXT, where it's like if you want to just watch some good wrestling, yeah, this, go watch NXT. UK. One podcast I listen to, they say that's their favorite WWE show because it's just yeah. an hour of wrestling. Like, there's nothing to it other than just that. Dragunov is their champion. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Dragunov is the most underrated wrestler in the world, in my opinion. Yeah, he's awesome. Actually, no, probably Takeshita. Let's yeah. Let's, let's be real. The most underrated wrestler is probably. Like one of twelve Japanese guys. Yeah. Um, the Leafs just took the lead. Here we go. Guess who nice. scored it? John Tavares. Fuck the Islanders. Yeah. But yeah, Anyways. this hater storm match is awesome. Ended with the I love how uh Tony Storm's been setting up the Storm Zero lately. Like it kinda comes out of nowhere. It's, it's really amazing. Cool. It's so short. It's mm-hmm. such a short powered or a pile driver. And I love that the Storm Zero in WWE was just a underhook powerbomb. Yeah. And now it's just the gnarliest looking fucking pile driver you've ever seen. And they just yeah. kept the same name. Mm-hmm. They still I think that's this. what she called it in I think it was the same like the short pile driver and that's what she called it in stardom. Yeah. I just because obviously they would have taken away her pile driver because they mm-hmm. don't allow them to do that in WWE. Yeah. I just think it's funny. Like if you go to play the game, she's in the game. Yeah, and it's called Storm Zero, but it's not Storm Zero. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's it's a really really good move, mm-hmm. and I love that this this is super smart booking because it sets up the uh, feud with Baker so organically. Yeah. Like it just it works perfectly. Like even if they don't face each other within the tournament, they're feuding now, so it does mm-hmm. not matter. Like uh, one of those two women could lose early in the tournament as sort of an upset, and you'd be like, "Okay, well this match isn't happening yet, but it's happening down the line." Oh yeah, for sure. They've been doing too many backstage vignettes for it not to happen. My favorite version of that was when uh, Coda and Kenny were supposed were hoping to face each other in the finals of the G one. And this was like the first time they would ever have looked at each other in mm-hmm. years. And everyone wanted that match for the finals, but Coda lost in the quarters mm-hmm. or Coda lost in the semis. So it didn't happen like that. I love that kind of booking where you just, you just delay it a little bit. Yeah. Just not yet. 
And that's what that's what's good about tournaments is you can do that. So if you can kind of tease something to see if the people want it, and then you can always pivot and stuff. Well, speaking of that, this last match, I did not expect the winner of this match to be who won this match. Darby Allen versus Jeff Hardy in another tournament match, and Jeff Hardy beat Darby Allen. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool. I popped for that hard because it was so predictable for Darby Allen to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad that they did that because oftentimes their tournaments have been really predictable. Mm-hmm. Like the, the winner is like, he's like, okay, yeah, obviously that person won and you can see where they're going with the winners at the end. I don't see where they're going. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I don't know either. Like but, on paper, you'd be like, okay, Adam Cole's going to win. Mm-hmm. But we've seen Adam Cole already lose. Um, was it two title shots? Yep. So it's probably not Adam Cole who wins. Samoa Joe can't really take a loss, but who in the tournament? Oh, Jay, can? Jay Lethal is totally costing Samoa Joe at some point <laughs> the tournament. Yes, or he just beats his ass in the tournament. I don't know. Oh, mm-hmm. wait, is Jay Lethal in it? No, unless he's the Joker, no. but they had that promo. No, he won't be. They said he they weren't be. the Joker. Ooh, do we want to do our Joker predictions? Let's do that now. Okay. Uh, our predictions the are the same, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For the women's, I have Candice LeRae. Yes. Because she, she announced that her contract's up. and But, I, I mean, I don't know if she still wants to take more paternity leave and if she does more power to her, but she's just my favorite women's yes. wrestler of all time, so I just want her to, to show up in AEW. Yes. And then for the men's, I still say Claudio Castagnoli. I... I was saying Claudio Castagnoli, and I do think that is an amazing pick for is Claudio Castagnoli. However, having both Gargano and Candice LeRae oh, yeah, show yeah, up yeah. as both Jokers would That'd be, be really too cool. perfect. Yeah, it would be too perfect. That'd be great. That'd be great. But if Claudio shows up and against Samoa Joe, mm-hmm. oh my god! Yeah. Oh my That'd god! Be nuts. <laughs> That'd be too nuts. And like I feel like Claudio could lose and it would be okay. Yeah. Johnny Gargano showing up and losing doesn't feel as okay. No, he, and that's like his whole I mean? thing is he's like the underdog dude, so he'd have to beat Joe. And I guess he could, but then it kind of makes Joe seem weak. Well, that's what I mean. You just have Sanjay, Jay, and... Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you could. The other guy's could. name now. It costs Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't know that I want them to do that yet. Maybe yeah. co- maybe cost him down the line because the, they've done too many debuts where somebody debuts and then someone gets cost. Yeah, that's in true. It. Like just let the person have the moment, I think. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. I or maybe like... you could do a thing where like they beat up Samojo so bad even before the match starts, he can't even wrestle. They could do that. They could do that. Oh, uh, there is an update in the women's bracket. Sheeta got hurt, so she's out. Yeah, I it's, saw that. But then I saw people saying that she's been wrestling over in Japan. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if she just can't get back to America in time or what. Oh, maybe uh, they might try to be keeping that kayfabe then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Statlander's in it. 
nice. in her place, which is great. Yeah. So they have a stacked women's division. They just have to use it because mm-hmm. the fact that Statlander wasn't even in it is wild. That's pretty nuts. Yeah. I I feel like they need to, because this, both the men's and women's were pretty short. I feel like they need to make the tournaments bigger. They like, do. Like start when, them earlier they, and then make them go bigger. Because when they show the car, when they show the brackets, they're like, that's the smallest bracket I've ever seen. Yeah. That's barely a tournament. You can't even yeah. really call it a tournament. I felt like they waited too long because they aren't both the finals at the pay-per-view. Yeah. Like, it's like, I understand what they were doing. Like, they sort of started the tournament earlier with the with the buy, qualifiers. Or with the qualifiers. Mm-hmm. But then just have the qualifiers so it's not a guy versus a jobber. Like, have yeah. it just be two really good guys and just have that be the first round. Yeah. Like, I don't That's... think you have to do the qualifiers. No, 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 no. Just no, call it the like, first round and make the like, matches better. Why does a guy like Samojo need to qualify for a tournament? It's Samojo. <laughs> well, here's the thing: is that like, I like when I set up a tournament. I like to do it where it's, where I do it by seeds. So you would have like one of the top guys in the company is seed number one versus a low seed. Mm-hmm. So have him versus like Tony Nice or something like that. Yeah, and then eventually maybe somebody gets an upset. And you're like, oh shit! This yeah. top ranked seed guy got beaten by a low ranked seed guide, and that's and how they that, do it, like at the NCAA tournaments here. And like stuff. every tournament, mm-hmm. even every playoff is like that. They just do it like that. Mm-hmm. It's good. Don't need to uh, reinvent the wheel. Mm-hmm. Like this is how this shit works. But yeah, but just what they have a overabundance of top level talent in both divisions. That I just felt like I was like this tournament really should have been going on for like two months now and just <laughs> absolutely absolutely because it's giving but, us fun matches that you don't need to write a story for yeah that's that's what i love about tournaments is like you don't you could do face versus face heel versus heel because it's just in a tournament and it, it makes the matches mean something like mm-hmm. it it gives a reason for why someone goes out there and does something stupid in a match such as the match we saw last night with, yeah. with, Dar- with darby and jeff just brilliant segue back into this match. Yeah. I must say. Um we saw a fucking swanton by Darby off a ladder onto Jeff Hardy onto a bunch of chairs and fucking Darby landed on those chairs like fucking Jesus. Yeah, he landed about as flush as you could on a bunch of chairs. <laughs> that was a goddamn renaissance painting. Mm-hmm. That was that was that looked disgusting. <laughs> like he looked like he got crucified on those chairs. Yeah. Um it I think it'll be an iconic shot. Uh that photo that they took of that uh Oh yeah, the crowd. With the crowd in the background. And I'm so happy that Tony decided to light the crowds again. And he tweeted two weeks in a row at at two different people being like, Thank you for this person suggesting that I mm-hmm. uh light the crowds again. And I'm just like Tony, where's my thank you? Yeah, I've been telling you, you for to... I've been telling you for a year. <laughs> so you, you every week you'd say it on every single week. I'd say yeah. like light the damn crowd, man. That's what mm-hmm. makes sports so great is seeing the crowd. Because mm-hmm. um, when they didn't, it look it made the arena seem smaller. Now yeah, it, it makes the arena seem bigger. Mm-hmm. And that shot is just so cool. Like yeah. that shot would not look as cool if it wasn't lit like that. Um, 
that Hardy attempts a crazy swanton bomb onto, onto the, the ring steps, onto God, the sideways dang. steps, <laughs> and Hard and Darby moved, and Hardy hit it and bounced, and I was like, someone, someone tweeted that Hardy's out there taking uh, pain pill pain pill bumps, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, first of all, that's a fucked up tweet. Yeah, it is. But Second of true. all, that's a really funny tweet. Yeah, and Jeff Hardy's just not on pain pills anymore, so he's <laughs> just got to be feeling it. <laughs> it's like, oh my god! But yeah, that bump, I was like, oh my god! I almost went and refilled my prescription for T threes. Yeah, that I had for my wisdom teeth last week. Sorry for people that were expecting a podcast. I didn't tell mm-hmm. you guys. I got my wisdom teeth taken out, so I was on T threes all week, and that was amazing. And I bet. <laughs> Hardy wishes that he was right now. Yeah. My God, that bump was vicious. He's too old to be taking that bump. Yeah. But as I always tell people, let the professionals do what they do. I was going to say, Jeff Hardy's a grown man. He knows what he's doing. Exactly. It's like if this professional trained uh, athlete and wrestler thinks that he can do this, then let him do this. Mm -hmm. He's his own. He's his own man. He can do what he wants. Tony's not out there saying, you know what I want you to do tonight? Break all your ribs. Yeah. He's not asking him to do that. He's saying, go out there and have a great match. Put together a match where this, where you go over this person. Mm-hmm. Okay, here you go. Um, it was amazing. In the end, uh, Jeff Hardy rolls up um, Darby in a Triple H spot that Triple H did against Jeff. Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Um, where he rolled him up off of I don't know what, a Centon or something. I don't know. It was yeah, it was Jeff Swanton is what Triple H rolled him up, but uh Jeff rolled up uh Darby after the coffin drop. Yeah, and it was amazing. And mm-hmm. it is exactly the spot that Triple H did to Jeff Hardy. This yeah. is them doing that little tribute again i think it's fantastic because it's there for the people that know mm-hmm. and for the people that don't know it doesn't hurt anyone yeah just you're just like oh that's a cool idea <laughs> yeah it's like if you don't want to know this stuff just i don't know stay off wrestling twitter mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know wrestling twitter sucks anyways don't go on there yeah it's <laughs> i mean it's cool but then sometimes it's, you get people like that yeah. they complain about it and they just try to take away everyone's fun it's like come on I mean, there was one tweet this past week that was both funny and then somebody pointed out uh, today that, hey, you know what? This person's trying. But there's some guy out there. I'm not going to name his name because I don't want to blow him up too much. But uh, he's out there basically just doing Malachi Black's game. Oh my gosh, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> Looking just, just doing I think Malachi. he had the same back, back tattoo and everything. He had a slightly tweet. It's like he asked his... He asked someone to do Malachi Black's back tattoo, but like just, but do it so that I don't get copyright infringement. Yeah, yeah. Because like, there are aspects of it with like the the woman vampire or whatever, or the demon mm-hmm. has a moon on her head mm-hmm. on Malachi Black's, but he has the moon facing a different way, but also on her forehead. Yeah, like it's he's mimicking him completely but just tweaking it slightly Mm -hmm. and, and people were making fun of him. Someone called him Malachi whack. Um, 
<laughs> like just like just being merciless. But then uh, Kid Bandit, bless their soul, I love Kid Bandit, mm-hmm. um, said, "You know what? This man is working. He's trying his ass off. Um, don't make him feel like shit. I hope someone sees this and gets him some bookings." It's like, you know what, Kid Bandit, you're right. It, I mean, it's a as far as in like compression goes, it's it was really good. <laughs> and here's the thing: his work was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was good. <laughs> Like and the highlight reel is like, hey, you know what, man? If you just don't do Malagai Black's exact gimmick, you seem mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Like, if I just do like a fucking Lovecraftian Bloodborne gimmick, you're set, man. Yeah. Come out but with it, a top hat and a fucking leather jacket, like a duster, and you're mm-hmm. you're golden. Yeah. But you go to indie shows all the time and you see stuff like this where people Yeah, try man, to... it's fine. Yeah. But yeah, I thought it was both funny and also it's like, you know what? Yeah, let's not make that guy's life hell. Yeah, he's because <laughs> he can work. He can work. Yeah, uh, it, it'd be like me just sit on my couch like, what is this guy doing? Like, no, he's out there doing stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a uh, his moves were clean. Like mm-hmm. I was like, hey, man, you could get signed with that. I mean, just yeah. just change it. Look at Buddy Murphy. He's got Kenny Omega's move set complete. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and his to be honest, his finisher he didn't do the the black mask, but it was really cool. Yeah, it was different. I liked it. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So dynamite or not dynamite rampage this week is excuse me, I burped. Is Riho versus Ruby Soho in a tournament match? Oh, that match is that's gonna be cool. Awesome. Hell. <laughs> yeah, that match Here's is the thing be with awesome. these tournaments. You're like, wait, what? Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> so match that, is gonna be so good. You got Scorpio Sky versus Frankie Kazarian for the TNT title. This is cool because I don't mm-hmm. know if Kazarian's gonna turn. I don't know if Ethan Page is gonna come in there and turn on Scorpio. I don't know what's gonna go on, but mm-hmm. I'm sure Ethan Page is gonna get involved and I like it. Um it's gonna be very cool. Um we have Death Triangle versus the Butcher of the Blade and Mark Quinn, which is awesome. <laughs> Yeah. That's going to be That's great. Good. Their yeah. trios matches are fantastic. That's other news that came out this week. Um, oh, is it, it? Yeah. It was reported that the uh, the trios title belt has been made. They have it, and they're just waiting for the right time. And then Tony Khan came out. He's just like, you're right. It has been made. It's actually been made for a really long time. Yeah, I think he said <laughs> he made it when they started the company, right? Like, he's just been waiting. <laughs> yeah, and... Uh, and it was reported a long time ago that they, their plan is to do the trio's mm-hmm. title. And I believe that. And he said that when it happens, Kenny Omega will be involved. Yeah. So I think that's why he's waiting. He's just waiting for Kenny to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe they were just waiting to see if Red Dragon was going to come, come over. Because obviously yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's cool. Um, their trio's matches are always so good. We have Sean Spears versus Bear Boulder, which is just kind of a throwaway match. Yeah, but Sean Spears has been calling himself the Giant Killer, so I think it's to set up his Wardlow. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I get it. I get it. that's funny. That's yeah. funny. And I think this week is also five thirty again. It is, yeah. So which is nuts because it's four thirty my time. That's the time I get off work, so I can't. <laughs> yes. <laughs> then we have for next week. We have. Uh, Jericho and Regal going face to face. Blood and guts. Yeah. 
I can't wait for that. And probably Jericho revealing his next person, which would be amazing. Um, I can't wait for anything in this storyline. I think it's so fun. Yeah. So much fun. Then we have Kyle O'Reilly versus Ray Phoenix. That match, is gonna, God. that match is gonna be awesome. I cannot wait for that match. Next week's card is insane. Because then we mm-hmm. also have Britt versus the Joker. Yeah. Samoa Joe versus the Joker. Yeah. Page versus Takashita. What? <laughs> yeah, that's nuts. That's gonna in, be so awesome. Insane. I cannot wait. Uh I was telling you, um, and it's weird that with all this Kota Bushi stuff happening, I was saying that, um, and not because Takashita looks like him, uh, more so because of his move set. Um, Takashita, I feel that he has grown past DDT, mm-hmm. and I feel like he is going to follow in. If I were him, and if I were New Japan, I would have him follow in the footsteps of Kenny and Kota Ibushi move to new move to new japan and become their next big star yeah or big young star because he will be Uh because first of all he's got the look he's beautiful he has the uh he's got got the skill set he's got Mm -hmm. a crazy move set um trained by jun akiyama which is cool um he's he's a top 10 talent in the world arguably top five i think he he's better than pretty much everybody's favorite wrestler mm-hmm. <laughs> like i th- he's better than people give him credit for like that he does some things that you're just like oh my god oh my goodness mm-hmm. like he's essentially like he's a younger he's kind of a like a mix between kenny and coda yeah um because he's got i feel like he's stronger than both of them like he does some deadlift stuff that freaks me out mm-hmm He's got some deadlift stuff like Jay White. He's got a lot of Jay White in him, actually. Yeah. Um, he would be a great rival for Jay White. Like they're oh, physically would be really good. Physically, they're very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's he's phenomenal. He's as good as anybody. Like he's that good. Like I think he could be the face of New Japan, and they need a new face. Mm-hmm. Not that uh, Okada is not the guy, but they need someone to rival him. And the ace is old. Yeah, and nobody likes Will Ospreay. Yeah, and that's hurting the company because I think it's hurting their North American viewers. Yeah, the North American audience, I think, at least on Twitter, does not like Will Ospreay. Did and you see Will Ospreay? He's wrestling a GCW show, and the name of the show is like "I Never Liked You Anyways" or something like that. <laughs> that's which funny. makes me laugh. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you're right. That's a little, mm-hmm. a little on the nose. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then we have Adam Cole versus Jeff Hardy, which fuck me. <laughs> yeah. But how, wait, how is that next week? Maybe that's they got to get these tournament matches in before the pay per view because I think with, the finals for both are at the pay per view. They're having Hardy wrestle another match in a week yeah. after that. I match. think because at the end of the the match tonight, the Young Bucks came out too. You know, on the stage and they had a stare down. I think they're going to use this match to set up the Hardys versus the books for great double or nothing. I missed that. Maybe my feed cut off because I was watching yeah. on a, I was watching on a bit of a delay. It was like right at the end. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think my feed cut off. Yeah. So next week's episode is fucking crazy. 
Yeah, it is. One, two, three, four matches from the tournament. And then Paige versus Takashita. Yeah, that's going to be nuts. <laughs> that might be an all-timer of an episode for me, wrestling-wise. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, my new favorite um, defense mechanism of people who want to criticize AEW is that <laughs> the new thing is people saying uh, wrestling isn't the most important part of wrestling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is just the funniest thing I've ever seen. Like yeah. skating's not the most important part of hockey yeah. or the, the baseball's not the important, most important part of baseball or like the script isn't the most important part of a drama. It's like, yeah. what, what are you talking about? It's like the martial arts aren't the most important part of martial arts movies. Yeah. Be quiet. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> No, good wrestling tells the story in the ring. That's that's what yes. it is. Like, like you all <laughs> fucking loved New Japan before. They don't talk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They they have a, a like a media thing after the show, and that's it. And then everything yeah, else. Yeah, no one up. no one sees that. Mm-hmm. Like no, very few people watch those. Like the story is told in the ring, yeah. in the ring. Like I get it. Like this isn't the indies like just having a banger match for the sake of ha- like there's a reason why tony niece is tony niece and yeah. why kenny omega is kenny omega they're both very good in the ring but one of them tells an incredible story and the other one's just very good in the ring yeah like there's a difference and everybody knows it and it's very disingenuous but it's it's the funniest thing wrestle you know wrestling isn't is actually very isn't very important like be quiet yeah <laughs> go watch it go watch a different show then <laughs> that's the i find it so funny i find it so amusing it's like that doesn't make any sense it does not make sense anyways i think we'll leave it at that yes all see right ya. see ya